Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang Rock Paper Shotguns fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. And today, once again, I am joined by Hayden. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. I always try not to laugh when you're doing that intro. Uh, I yeah. think it's very odd that we do it live every time. And every time you start, I want to laugh and I have to hold it in. I think I've only actually laughed one time. I think I did it a few weeks ago, but I, I, I held it in this time. But I was about yeah. to laugh, just so you know. It's but just I'm the sure. like pure <laughs> enthusiasm that you don't yeah. really get from me often. And then it sort of, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just sort of appears for like a second. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a very hard switch. <laughs> yeah, know, it's like it's like going into Narnia and you're in like, uh, you know, at one, at one point we're just in like the, the normal place and then all of a sudden it's all like magical. That's what your switch with UAV is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I have like this big grin on my face. The moment that intro ends, it's just back to like being quite glum about... <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, but we, yeah, no, I'm good. I've um, that's good. I, I mentioned my knee last time, right? I, I, I updates on the knee because it's it's changed. Things have happened. I think last time we did UAB, I was in a particularly bad point with it because it was really hurting, and it it doesn't usually hurt that bad. It, that kind of come out of nowhere, but they've always been a bit clicky and and you know not not great for a 21 year old, not as sprite as you'd <laughs> hope. Um, uh, and I, I went to the doctor about it and they uh, sent me for an x-ray and they booked me a physiotherapy appointment because they were like, look, mate, your knees are dying. Um, so x-ray, I don't know about that yet. I had the x-ray, but I've not got the results. But the physio, uh, they were like, uh, you know, looking at my knee and, and making me do these like stretches and bends to see like what was going on. And apparently it sounds like basically the entire thing is dead. Both knees are dead. <laughs> it's just it wasted is- away. It's just dead. Okay. It's just dead. Um, and I, I now they sent me a link when I got home. I literally had the physio like just, and I got home and they sent me a link um, about like it's for the exercise that I need to do. And it, I, it downloaded an app and I entered a code and it's got like this whole like regimen thing on there that I need to follow. And oh my goodness, there's so much. I'm gonna. I need to do uh, some of them on to. Uh, you know, wild. They make sense. Um, for example, I mean, this is quite a, a mouthful, but a resisted terminal knee extension uh, is basically a resistance band around my knees, right? And I have to extend them or something. I don't know. Um, right. But some of them are wild. Isometric VMO strengthening. Don't know what that is. What does that mean? Is, but, what? Know, but I've got to do it. Um, uh, Closed chain IR, <laughs> closed chain IRQ into ball. What does that mean? I don't. I just, this is this is nothing. Um, clamshells, meaningless. That doesn't. It's not an exercise. Um, yeah, it's very straight. It sounds like some of them are like you're going to turn into like a chemical or something. Like it sounds like <laughs> a, a weird chemical compound. I am becoming isotope. <laughs> Uh, it, it's interesting, and it's also the lots of sets and reps, and I don't know. I don't exercise. This is all new for me. I'm scared about it. How long do you have to do this for to get your knee uh, back to, so to normality? Is that it, a, even a, a, a thing so, that you can do? Right. Yeah, I asked this. I said, because um, they, they said it's a three-week thing, and I said, well, what should I expect after three weeks? And she said a significant change would be a, mir- a miraculous recovery. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're in it for the long haul then. You know, we're, it sounds like we're in it for the long haul. Um, it sounds like I'll be doing these, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be, a, a, you know. I guess, I guess three weeks should at least strengthen my leg enough that I can then continue to exercise. And, like, you know, I'll probably just have to start exercising like long term, which is probably good. Um, that's probably healthy because I don't do it. I don't do a lot of exercise right now, but I don't know how long I'll specifically have to do like isometric VMO strengthening. You know what I mean? That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't sound ideal. I also have to it? buy a lot of equipment now. I need a resistance band uh, and various balls and <laughs> and things. Yeah. One of them. Sorry, I'm just going on about my knee, but it's really it's quite the development in my life. <laughs> um, one of them, I, I I have to get a resistance band, and 
like loop it what one it needs to go around my knee and then the other like side of the band needs to go around what is on the image just a large pole um i don't oh. have a large pole so i don't know how are you I'm gonna... gonna do that one i'm not sure i'm starting to think i'm gonna have to sign up for a gym which also sounds expensive oh gyms are so they are so expensive and also I... everyone in them is is like like they're all muscly and i'm not and it, it makes me scared. Um, yeah, gyms are intimidating. I, we yeah. are, aren't they? Unless you're going with someone who sort of knows what they're doing, then it's like fine. But well, this I, is the thing. I don't. I wouldn't. I'd have to get like a personal trainer or something. You know what I mean? It sounds like a lot of money. It sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll. Oh well, hopefully you'll figure it out. Like it, the main thing is you've got a little plan now that you can kind of follow and you can sort of work on and hopefully. Yeah. Piece your knee back together. Piece my knee back together, hoping for that miraculous recovery. Do you want me to segue us into FPS stuff? I've got to try. Yeah, if you've got like what? a smooth segue <laughs> for us. So one of them is a a prone quad stretch with strap. Which uh, prone? <laughs> that's an FPS word. There you go. We're in. Thanks, saying that's so smooth. <laughs> that was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, I saved that one. Yeah, so I suppose onto our first section. Uh, it's to imagine Hayden doing a prone quad stretch, which is quite a weird sentence yeah, I never we're, thought I'd we're say. Prone quad stretching into the next segment of our podcast. That's what we're yeah, doing. and it's and it's um, well, I was I was going to say it, it's a very surprising Steam top charter for uh, FPSs. It's like the most wish listed FPS. Um, it's not technically, well, I suppose it is an FPS. Um, it's called Dark and Darker. Um, it's sort of like a fantasy FPS, so with swords and, and magic and whatnot. Um, and it's a PvPVE game. Um, so similar to, I would say, Tarkov, um, where you kind of, you've got other sort of players in there, but you're also fighting against ghouls and skeletons and zombies or whatever else that are controlled by AI and you've kind of got to I suppose loot up fend off other people fend off zombies and try and extract with with loot and treasure um and you'll kind of take your spoils back with you to safety between matches and you can sort of level up and improve your skill trees and, and whatnot all of that good stuff um so this has a demo um right now as of sort of steam next fest i i am not sure if that's just going to disappear after steam next fest is over presumably it is um so potentially if this pod goes out sort of soon and steam next fest is kind of uh still live by then you might be able to give it a go but um Hayden and i dove in for a bit and we have some thoughts uh mine <laughs> are largely negative um <laughs> what a way to start <laughs> yeah i so the dark and darker um it's i i don't get why this game is is the most wishlisted fps which is like that's that's crazy to me um because it's just so unforgiving and like I'm sort of unforgiving. I like. I'm sort of unforgiving. I suppose I am. Um, I, <laughs> I don't forgive people, but it's me, and when it happens to me, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't mind unforgiving stuff. Uh, I like sort of quite difficult games, but this just felt like extremely punishing, but in kind of all the all the wrong ways. Um, it felt very clunky. Um, yeah, I suppose I, I'm trying to describe what you do in this game, but essentially it, it is like imagine kind of uh, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, or and you kind of mash that with with PUBG, like the feel of of PUBG, at least when PUBG first launched, um, but sort of PUBG in first person mode, I suppose. And you've kind of got this slightly clunky, like swinging your sword and raising your shield, um, and you spawn on this. Uh, I don't know how you would describe it. It's sort of like a maze-like. Um, I mean, we only could play one of the maps in multiplayer together, but it's sort of like a maze-like 
sequence of of tunnels, dark tunnels that sometimes lead into like a big dark arena style place, I suppose. Um, And it would just spawn you randomly uh, alongside other players and you would, a a circle would close in a bit like a battle royale and you kind of just have to try and loot and get to the center uh, or at least try and extract via a portal or something like that. Um, but I, my God, like I swear, this game gives you it gives you no loot, no matter what you're looting. Uh, the fights take f- forever, especially if you're a new player and you don't really have any good gear. Um, sort of fights were a bit clunky. Um, you're just kind of wandering, walking back and forth at each other a lot, and occasionally swinging. Um, I don't know. I just didn't think much of it. Um, you were a bit more positive, weren't you, Hayden? On, on Dark I do and feel a bit more positive. Yeah, I do think it's wild that this is the most wishlisted FPS, you know. And it's worth reiterating: like this is early access, so yeah, yeah. some of the clunkiness is just inherent to that. Um, but it, it does surprise me that it is so like popular right now because it does seem quite obtuse and it seems quite hard to get into. Uh, so it surprises me. There's so many people have seen the potential there um, when so much of the game is 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 quite off-putting. Um, you know, it, it it doesn't feel great to play, I don't think, right now. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It, it shocks me that so many people are into it and are willing to look past the mountain of issues there. Um, but I will say... I mean, you know, I'm I'm the big D&D nerd of the RPS Treehouse, so this was kind of a given, but something quite cool about, like, you know, slinging spells uh, and, and swinging swords and stuff, and Dark and Darker's approach to it is quite uh, complex, I suppose. It really gets into, like, the minutiae of, like, that kind of tabletop system that like, you have to prep, like, prepare certain spells um, before you go, and you can't just use like whatever spell you want. Like you take like a set range of like five, um, and you have to like meditate to get like spell slots back for each one. So like, it's pretty it's pretty complex. It you know, comparing it to something mainstream like Skyrim, it, Dark and Darker is a lot harder to to get on with, um, and a lot slower. I think is is fair to say as well. Um, but it, it's something about that does kind of appeal to me. Uh, you know, as someone who likes those, like, you know, uh, playing D&D with my friends and stuff and micromanaging my spell slots, like, something about it does appeal, uh, even though I, I think even in the TTRPG space, like, D&D's magic system isn't great. I think it's quite bad. Um, but I think I guess I'm just so used to it that Dark and Darker's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not as... Not, uh, I don't know, not as not as difficult to approach because I'm already kind of familiar with, mm. you know, the system. It's it's kind of riffing on. Um, but I yeah, mean, I think I yeah. just like the vibe of Dark and Darker. To be honest, like Tarkov, is one of those games that's always scared me quite a bit because the player base seems quite intense. Uh, the the gameplay itself is it's just it's it's too hard for me to get into. Um, Dark and darker, I guess it feels like a bit of a reset in that sense. Like there's loads of new players flocking to it right now, so that's good. Um, I appreciate that, and I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I have been kind of hoping to get into an extraction shooter. So I know it isn't strictly a shooter, but dark and darker does kind of appeal to me in that sense. You know, it, it has the fantasy stuff I like. It's really hard, uh, which can be quite rewarding, and I think. I think they can get that down. I don't think they have right now because, like we said, it, it, it's 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 pretty brutal, um, and a lot of the systems are just locked away because it's an early access, so you don't get as many rewards as maybe you'd hope. Uh, but I assume that will change in the full release. Um, you yeah, seem like, to want like, to like get better saying. at it. Like that was, yeah. I remember that was one of the things that seemed to hook you in when we were playing. Like I was just like, oh, I don't like this at all. Whereas you seem to feel like it seemed to have its hooks in you. Um, you wanted to kind of get better at the game and sort of understand maybe the how to win a fight or how to gain advantage and and all of that sort of stuff. Um, at least that's the vibe I got from you at the time. 
Yeah, it feels a bit different from something like Tarkov, or, or you know, it it it, it is very much a, a blend between extraction shooters and like a battle royale. Um, so if if we're kind of, you know, Tarkov is an extraction shooter I wanted to get into. Warzone Two is the battle royale that I, I play. So it, say I'm kind of comparing it to those two in my mind as as a weird mix of the two with a fantasy aesthetic. Or it's not just an aesthetic, you know, it is very much like a fantasy game. But um, I think it has what I find interesting about the extraction shooter genre. Um, but there are like cool synergies that you wouldn't be able to do in Tarkov and you can't do in a battle royale like Warzone, um, which are possible in Dark and Dark. Like there are multiple classes to try, for example, like you got your cleric or paladin or whatever it's called. Um, and your hunter, and your rogue, and your fighter, and your barbarian, and your wizard, and like I, I'm quite interested to see like if you can get a group together that, uh, you know, each picks like a different role, how those roles can kind of synergize and work together to overcome your enemies. I'm interested to see like if there is a meta, a meta settling around that already, um, but it, it feels quite unique. It's quite different from the usual glut of like oh, everyone's going to use an M4 because it's the best gun, and if you don't, you'll die. Like, I think there's something specific to each of the six classes on offer in Dark and Darker, which makes them all worth using. And I think if you get a group together where, like, one person was, like, a healer, like, paladin type, if someone was, like, a barbarian, another person was, like, a wizard, I think there's something in there that, I don't know, it's quite appealing to me. There's, like, a team work element that I think it goes further than than what like Warzone 2 and Tarkov kind of would offer me for example if that makes any sense um because See, it isn't just like everyone using the same gun that everyone's got like their own unique skills and stuff which I don't know it's just the D&D party vibe it, 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 I don't know it just appeals to me I don't know how else to explain it like it really does come down to that love of um, you know, really kind of like deep, ex- extensive like TTRPG systems. Um, the dark and darker clearly riffs on in some ways and tries to video gamify them and doesn't really do it very well yet. But I think I think there's a lot of potential there for that. You are right. I think it is cool to have like an FPS that isn't just another extraction shooter. Um with guns um and it's not like another battle royale with a third person that kind of looks a bit like fortnite or sort of a bit like apex or something like this seems to be sort of striking out on its own it's quite a unique thing um i sort of i do i sort of respect what it's doing with kind of the the first person hitting each other and firing arrows at people um there's like a deliberate kind of slow, I suppose I called it clunk early on, but I guess that's all deliberate, I suppose. Like kind of giving it weight and making sure you're timing your swings or your shots correctly, I think is quite cool rather than just clicking, uh, you know, pressing down a trigger uh, and just shooting someone almost immediately, uh, as is the way of most other games. Um, so there's that. I just, Maybe this just not for me. Like I, I, the trouble I find with sort of FPS fantasy games is that it's very hard to kind of have like a a fight that doesn't feel like an absolute mess. Um, yeah, because that's just the way it is. Um, maybe Chivalry Two, sort of, or Chivalry and Chivalry Two, they kind of introduce sort of uh elements to maybe add sort of accuracy to things i can't really name them off the top of my head but they the way you could sort of block and and parry and aim your swings was perhaps a bit more developed than this right now um but still it's sort of this takes itself dark and darker takes itself very well to me at least it seems like quite a serious game it takes itself quite seriously chivalry doesn't so kind of the messy fights play into that Whereas when you're sort of in a very intense situation, you're sort of, you see other players and you, you're you in this like intense standoff or you're in a fight. Like it's just, 
several guys kind of walking towards each other, sort of missing, stumbling about, <laughs> blocking. Like it doesn't feel for such for a game that is so kind of like unforgiving and so is it's sort of like about using I'm reading the descriptions like using your courage and your wits and your cunning it's like well when it really comes down to it often when we just got into a fight it was just a fucking car crash of just like either we either we just get killed by some guy with a big claymore or just kind of awkwardly chip away at each other um until someone sort of falls to the ground and you just like loot them for a bit um yeah uh, that's that's the issue I have with these sort of fancy FPSs. Whereas, yes, I I sort of get that it's quite hard to evolve like the sword play formula um, and machine guns and stuff in Call of Duty and Fortnite or whatever. Are, you know, they're all fairly similar. But at least fights in those games, like if they're quite clean and they're quite fast, and you can be quite accurate. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yes yes i will say this like i mean ed the, the shooter you always go back to uh, i say you if i'm wrong but i would confidently say it's apex legends right mm-hmm. uh yeah a very apex. fast-paced shooter right um and, and dark and darker is the antithesis of that it is very slow um every every kind of move you make when you're in that fight I would say it matters quite a lot because one bad swing and you're just going to get ganked. And once you've got got from behind, it's over because you don't have much health. Like it takes what one or two swings to put you down. It's brutal. It's really tough. Um, and I think what most other FPSs in this space have going for them, uh, like your you know Apex and Warzone in the um, in the battle royale space. Uh, Tarkov in the extraction shooter space um, and Cycle Frontier for, for that matter as well. Um, what they have going for them by being strictly like F, like gun-focused FPSs um, is that even when you're being messy, it feels clean. Like if you just spray bullets into an enemy or into, a, into where roughly you know an enemy is, uh, you will probably get a hit marker and you will probably hear a very satisfying like sound to indicate or something to pop up on the screen to indicate like you've hit them uh good job keep going uh, and it is a very tiny little boost or uh, it's a t- tiny like momentum boost to be like ah like i aimed uh, and i and i shot someone and even though you are just kind of loosely spraying into a crowd like the game uh is fast paced enough that you can do that and it doesn't matter. It's very forgiving, right? You can just spray into into roughly where you know an enemy is, probably get a hit, and the game will tell you that, and that's rewarding in itself. Um, and then you you hone that skill over time. Dark and darker, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a pretty fresh take on, on the space. I don't think there are any other, like, you know, sword and sorcery, like, fancy FPSs in that extraction shooter slash battle royale, like, uh, crossover space um uh, and that makes it inherently a lot slower like a bow and arrow takes time to draw um and if you miss that arrow it might be a second or two before you're firing again and that second or two could be fatal and i think that in itself inherently just makes it a, a much harder game to learn and that makes it a much harder game to enjoy because you're not really getting to see like the intricacies of that combat system which i think are there I, I, you know, I got glimpses of that when we were like fighting as a pair, and I was playing as like the ranger with a bow. I got glimpses of like, ah, this enemy is approaching me, and I can hit them before they get to us and deal some like, you know, quick damage. But the reality of the situation often was that I would do that, and they would have been playing it for a week, and they're really, really good, and they have great armor, and they just tank it, and then they come and stomp us, and we die, which doesn't feel great. Um. And yeah, you know, I think inherently, even say Tarkov, if you're up against someone who's really, really good at the game, um, and they have the best gear, you're still gonna die, right? Like that's a tough game to learn. Uh, but you can probably get in cover and fire off some pot shots first if you're lucky enough to not just run into them point blank because then you will die immediately. But like, if you get into like a gunfight, as we were kind of doing in Dark and Darker, where like you both spot each other. Um, you you know both groups are aware the other group is there, and you start kind of you know 
trying to attack. If you're in something like Tarkov, you can take a few pot shots and probably get a hit, and it'll probably feel good. You know what I mean? You're probably, I mean, there's less kind of indication in that than there is in something like Warzone 2, but, you know, I think it's a lot faster, so you can just kind of spray, and maybe you will get a hit, and, and God knows maybe you'll get a kill, right? Yeah. I, I think it'll happen in Dark and Darker. It, it just doesn't. Um, that's so quite interesting. it's a lot harder to get into. You mentioned um, kind of Tarkov, I suppose, giving new players like us um, gear that would allow you know us to take down uh, someone who's been playing the game a lot and has like some really great shotguns and armor or whatever. Um, yeah, because an assault rifle is still inherent. It's an assault rifle. Those things kill, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I just find that interesting that um, it, almost the gear in Tarkov and in these sort of games is like there's clearly importance placed on gear. Um, you like mm. you. That's the whole point of it is to try and gear up and and all of that stuff. But at the same time, that gear will there's like an even playing field there. There's like kind of even new players can still take you down, even though you've got the best gear within like two seconds. If you get shot in the head, you're probably going to die. Um, whereas maybe gear and dark and dark at the moment um, is there's too much importance placed on it. Uh, like you're right. Like we basically, I'm sure there are some real nuances to combat. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty certain when we were fighting together, there were flashes of me actually enjoying, <laughs> actually enjoying yeah. it, um, but because we basically had little, uh, we had what with a fairly big sword and a bow, but they did like zero damage. Uh, the stats tied to our stuff were just bad, um, and no matter how many swings, it, we, I swear, we hit this one guy like several, several times, over and over and over and over. And he just took a couple of swings with his sword and just like absolutely cleaved us to death. And we just died within mm. like two seconds. Um, so, yeah, maybe Dark and Darker kind of places too much importance on, or, or at least places too much strength in like its gear. Like it, maybe it needs to find a way to like give us new players like a a better chance of, of surviving somehow. Because it, it did yeah. feel like we we'd have to play absolutely like flawlessly to uh, take down like a single guy. Um, and like, I, I genuinely don't know how we could have beaten some of the, some of the people in that game. Um, and I don't think we were doing anything wrong loot wise. Right. Like I, I think we, the game, we couldn't have found more loot than we found. Right. Like uh we were looting up until we were in a position where we had to fight because running was no longer an option, mm. um, which, you know, we tried running a fair few times. <laughs> um, I think, hmm, I think, um, I mean, that, that scenario you, you, you're speaking about, for example, like where it was like some big Bob Aaron or something, right? And he came at us and yeah. we tried our best, but like we both died and they still had half their health, even after we had like pumped them That's it, yeah. full of arrows and sword hits and stuff. Um, the, the, the thing is, that was really frustrating and I couldn't figure out how to get around it. And I, you know, I can hear that with you as well, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, tell me if you think the same. I wouldn't be surprised if someone said to me, oh yeah, like if you do X, Y, Z, um, you'll get all this stuff. And that that's the real game. Because it didn't feel like I was in the real game. It didn't feel like it was actually explaining anything to me or wanting me to get better. Dark and Darker purely wanted me to be cannon fodder and die. That's all it wanted me to be. It didn't want to show me how to improve or teach me in any way. Um, and, you know, it's early access. So, again, this just comes to the territory. But that that menu system and and, and the the progression system that's there right now, which admittedly like there isn't it, 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 there isn't all of it yet, but what is there? The perk system uh, is really hard to get to grips with. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense from as like uh, for someone who is just coming in and looking at it. Um, and I think a game where you'd need to spend five hours playing. To eventually understand, oh, that's what perks mean, is inherently 
not going to be, I don't know, satisfying for a lot of new players. Which is, again, why it surprises me that Dark and Darker is so highly wishlisted. Like, I can see the potential there, but this is a game that's so easy to bounce off. I'm just baffled by how how well loved it is right now. Um, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we both come away from it like that was brutal. That was really tough. And, and like, like I say, like I don't know if you feel the same, but it felt like it wanted me to die a lot. And not in the same way as like a Dark Souls game where it's like you'll die and learn something from it. I was just dying to satisfy the other player who was an absolute pro. Yeah, I I 100% agree, actually. Um, Yeah, you sort of come away from, like you were saying, the the difficult games um, that are good are the ones that you come away from, but you immediately kind of want to dive back into, no matter how angry you are, because like you kind of know what you're meant to do. You just aren't, you don't have the reflexes maybe that day to pull it off or you kind of know that if you went back to a certain room and picked up that big sword that you might be able to then, you know, have a fighting chance. Whereas with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with Dark and Darker, it just, I just didn't know what else we could do. Um, or I just didn't care for it. Like it was just so, so sort of brutal. And like the loot, it felt like we didn't really get anything um, to give us a fighting chance um yeah it's odd like I, I we might be doing something wrong um but i but again the game isn't signaling to us like you're doing this wrong like there's no it, like it, with other battle royales like you you will find if you're the, the freshest newest player you will find no matter what you'll find chests and and legendary gear might pop out of them and you'll have a chance whereas in this like we just found some like shitty rubies and like fucking <laughs> leather boots cracked balls yeah, and things like, like that yeah there's guys running around with like claymores and plate armor and like firstly how have they got them um and secondly like how do you expect a brand new player to to compete against um from what we can gather the vast majority of players because i don't think we encountered many Totally new players. Yeah, we maybe um, fought one group and came out alive. Um, everyone else we just died to. But and this actually speaks to something else that I noticed about Dark and Darker, um, which I don't love. Um, and I think I'm 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 uh, less willing to forgive on this one. Um, is that it, like the map design uh, of the one map? Admittedly, the, the only map that we played because the other one again we couldn't do because it was for solo players only, but. The map we did play, um, can't remember what it's called, but it was not Goblin Caves or whatever. It was the you know like the base map. Um, it's like a crypt or something. Um, it's very claustrophobic, and I found it just funnels you into other players because you're just running down corridors. Um, and you know, yeah. if, if Tarkov was just forcing you down corridors, Goldeneye style, you would end up finding other players, and it feels shit. But Tarkov puts you in a big open area, you know, hunt showdown style, um, and you don't necessarily encounter any other players. You can just loot up and get out, and then that—that's how new players access that game. You're not going to win a fight against a pro unless you get lucky with one of those pot shots. But if you loot a few hard drives and then escape, maybe you'll make some cash and you can buy some gear. That isn't even an option in Dark and Darker. That wasn't for us anyway, because the corridors. You know, Goldeneye style to speak of the FPS that's, that's you know the, the other big one right now that people are playing. Um, it's like I'm just being funneled into players by going through these endless corridors uh, into arenas where we then have to fight. You know, and having played some Goldeneye like just a week or two ago, it feels exactly the same. Um, and that that frustrated me with Dark and Darker because it doesn't make it easy for a new player to navigate around enemies i suppose like to navigate around the hot spots where players are going to be like you can just kind of stick at the outskirts in most of our extraction shooters um and, and grab some low level stuff and then just call a chopper and get out or you know get to the edge of the map and get out um dark and darker is like it funnels you into the center in this battle royale circle um so you know you're forced to crawl down these corridors until you find the players 
uh, the odds of which increase as you go, seemingly. Um, and then it's like this bloody battle for these portals to escape. There isn't really uh, as much of a chance for a new player to just kind of get some scraps and get out and slowly build up a collection of gear. Like, you're just forced into battles and it seems unavoidable. And again, maybe someone will say, uh, oh yeah, you're missing X, Y, and Z about the game. Um, But if the game isn't presenting it to you and it takes five to ten hours to figure that out, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're out by that point. Um, I think Dark and Darker is one to to watch for sure. I think we'll keep an eye on it. Um, see, I sp- I'm just intrigued to see how it develops. Um, if it does take on like any new kind of new player experience stuff, um, I think that's just what it needs. It needs something just to kind of let people like us get to grips with with everything <laughs> to be honest um and i think it would be cool to see a map that isn't like you were saying just a load of corridors um because having to fight like some zombies who take about 20 trillion hits to kill kind of awkwardly then bumping into some other humans and then trying to like backpedal but then having some zombies kind of awkwardly block your path so you kind of st- it's just like there's no there's no room to breathe. There's like no real options to hide or or outplay your opponents or anything like that. You just you just have to headlong fight people, and that just seems really silly. Um, yeah, and it seems counterintuitive when the point of the game, from what I can tell, is to get gear across multiple sessions. Like it's this weird battle royale extraction shooter hybrid that like wants you to get the gear, but also insists on you getting into endless fights every session. Um, when I think a lot of the early game experience, like new player experiences in those kind of games um, in, in the extraction shooter space is to avoid enemies because it's dangerous to fight. Um, whereas Dark and Darker, like I said, leans into that battle royale style, uh, funneling you into battles and then you don't get a chance to improve. That's not very satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to follow it. Um, but for now, I I think it's a bit of a, a slight thumbs down from me at the moment. I just don't really understand why, like this has taken on so many positives, like wish listed stuff. I mean, it's good. I, I like I want games to succeed, but I don't. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, maybe yeah. there's a lot of I things think, uh, missing. But I think I'm a sort of thumbs to the side on it. Um, like it could go either way. I will say. It's entering a very crowded space. Uh, live service games are dying by the day. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see whether it can maintain and, and grow like a, a player base once it fully comes out. Because uh, it seems super popular right now. But most games do. <laughs> in yeah. that kind of nervous excitement of finding something new. Uh, you know, early access moment. But uh, whether that lasts into the full release... I'm intrigued to see because, like, we have just had uh, an onslaught of live service games die. Um, so I'm intrigued to see how dark and dark affairs. I suppose. Yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye out. I suppose we will. I, I'm trying to think of <laughs> like a knee related seg. We need another like knee related segue. We can do that in a minute. I think we're going to do this thing now where we just go into like a second part because we're going to move on to Hunter in a minute. So. Yeah, kind of like we'll awkwardly stumble into a little break bit. So catch you in a bit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. I'm going to find there are no knee related. There are no knee related. Uh, squat with resisted ER. Squat with resisted <laughs> DR. There you go. That works. Yeah, that, wo- that works. That works. Welcome back to, <laughs> to the next bit where Hayden's knee is a clamshell. Uh, I don't know what a clamshell is. You know, uh, in FIFA, when there's that. Uh, okay, I don't know. Maybe, maybe most people don't play uh, FIFA, um, like that listen to this. But um, I don't know if you ever have Ed, but there was a, 
a there's a pose like a victory celebration you can do in FIFA uh, where they'll like jump on their side and like rest their head on their hand. And like when I was about thirteen, and uh, and every time Ronaldo would like score against me in FIFA and do this one victory celebration, it would make me like very angry. Um, you know, filled <laughs> with like teenage rage. Um, that's what a clamshell is, from what I can gather from the picture. Um, it's just a person lay on their side posing. So apparently oh. that'll fix my knee. Yeah. Oh right, interesting. I just thought Ronaldo. Like I don't know anything about football, but the only celebration I know is like the one where like Ronaldo does like a spin and then everyone shouts like "Sue" or whatever. <laughs> that's all. That's the only one I know. Um, uh, that was <laughs> yeah. good. <laughs> or, or I suppose a really long knee slide uh, along the mud. Mm, Those are the yeah. two. Surely um, that must hurt your knees. I couldn't imagine doing a knee slide. Yeah, yeah, like, don't. I, be... Do not do that, Aiden. <laughs> Please. Yeah, that would be really bad. Should I try it? <laughs> <laughs> You'll go back to your physio. Like, I've done all these exercises, <laughs> but I also incorporated this, like, really long knee slide along some mud, um, which has I ruined just my shredded knees. my knee. <laughs> yeah. when I did the exercises, but I've also <laughs> shredded my knee. <laughs> um. I, so yeah, that was our segue. That was our segue into the second bit. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. You can't ask for more. We tried. Um, it's more Hunter. Um, we set some goals uh, last last time, last pod, um, and one of them was to make use of an animal's kind of rest spot or grazing zone, I suppose. Um, and we we did that. I, I'm I'm happy to report that we Hayden and I we did make use of. I think it was like a a, a white tailed deer's sleeping spot, um, mm. which is very exciting. We we sort of I think we're getting used to this game now. We kind of like logged in. Um, the game put us back to where we pretty much left off, which is really good actually. I think you pointed that Hayden. You were like. This is great. Like if we were just able to jump straight back into where we were, which I think is an underrated thing in kind of like a, a multiplayer game, I suppose. Yeah, um, it was really nice. All our map like markers were still there, everything we had explored, like the fog of war was like the you know, we had like pushed it uh we it's like we had explored the same stuff as you know what I mean? Like we it, yeah. the map had kind of just stayed the same. Um, which was really handy for just picking back up because Hunter is the kind of game that you know, I think you would want to play on the same map for like dozens of hours. Uh, so it's really handy that like it kind of stores your progress um, between each session. I don't know why I didn't expect that. Like, I don't know why that came as a surprise to me, but it, it did. It, it just, yeah, yeah, it's I was, neat. I was shocked. Yeah, and and we, you can kind of identify um, like these resting spots, I suppose, by exploring the map yourself. They don't just appear on the map. You kind of have to go out and wander about and you'll kind of see a little, uh, a little question mark and you'll go up to it and it'll reveal itself. It's like, oh, this is where the deer sleep. So we did, identified that last time we played. Um, we opened our map and we could see that, yes, the white-tailed deer um, may or may not sleep here between, like, I think it was 11 in the morning till or 12 in the afternoon maybe to like 4 p.m um so there probably is a better way of doing it uh but we just went to sleep and woke up at a reasonable hour so the clock was set at like 11 we gave ourselves like an hour <laughs> to, to, to literally just like run to the location um and then we just set up. <laughs> and then we just set up camp. We just uh, not literally. We li- we kind of just lay down on our fronts, um, watching what we where we thought would the like the deer would end up at. Uh, yeah, we just did some prone quad stretches with straps while we were waiting. We just got <laughs> down and we did some prone quad stretches uh, for a while. I think we were we were sat there waiting for a while. I think I'd say not not real time, but in game, we was probably there for like a, an hour or two. Um, which, to be fair, real time felt like a long time. I, I don't know how long that was. <laughs> we, it felt like we, a mile. <laughs> we were there for ages, and I think it was the the interesting part. Actually, was kind of I've never turned up like in in a game. I've never had to sort of turn up to 
like an event like that or to a location and sort of be aware of like the time that I'm doing it. I like maybe I'm lying to myself and I've done that in a game like Hitman, but I, I get the feet. It just felt quite strange that we had to be there between like certain hours of the day. Uh, yeah. Are you good at being on time usually like outside of a game? I like to think I'm quite punctual. Like I, I, li- I like being punctual. If anything, like I've sort of, my mum likes to be at things early and that sort of rubbed off on me. Like I don't like being late to stuff. Right. Um, I I have turned up late to stuff, but th- yeah, I like to be punctual, you know? It just gives me great anxiety if, I, if I'm if i not. What yes. about you? Same, yes, yeah. So uh, it's a very similar thing. I am, um, for example, my physio appointment. Um, I think I was there 20 minutes early. I didn't need to be. But what if what if uh, I was aiming to get there on time or five minutes before, and then you know, uh, the something something happens, the road disappears. How do you get there then? You know, you're panicking. But if you turn up early, you can account for those things and 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 work around them. Uh, things like a road disappearing spontaneously, <laughs> <laughs> which is a normal thing that happens. Um, yeah, don't like don't like to be. I don't love to be late. Um, and I don't like to show up on time because that's late. You know, there's a second in it, and if you're a second past on time, you're late. It's, that's too stressful. Um, I like to be early. You know, I don't judge everyone else who shows up on time. Um, I, I wish I could have their calm composure, uh, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like it's a trait though that that pays dividends when you're when you're early oh, to stuff. Sure. I feel like it's just it's just good to be early to stuff. At least I I. I like being a little bit early. Give yourself plenty of time. I feel like my mum would be so proud right now. Um, <laughs> I will say, um, it, 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 it mostly pays dividends, but also if you're early to something, you then, um, like, whoever turns up next, you kind of have to uh, introduce yourself to them or you have to say hello to them. Because yeah. otherwise it's just like, um, it's just awkward. Otherwise, I feel like the onus is on you to break the ice. So, and I don't, I'm not very good at that. So there's there's one thing that's happened to me since I've joined RPS, which is that I uh, am, am, am much more antisocial than I was before. Because <laughs> uh, I spend most of my time in a white box, like a cream bedroom. Um, so, you know, whereas before, you know, in college, I'd be like, oh, yeah, everyone's around and it's great and we're all forced to be around each other. And now I'm like a little cretin who lives in his room, um, which means when I'm forced into a social situation, like waiting for something, um, you know, or a group activity where everyone has to be on time, uh, there's a sweet spot where, like, you're not the very first one there. Um but like you're still early enough that you're not late and then like pointed out for being late. You know, there's a sweet spot where you can just fly under the radar and that's that's where I come in. Just <laughs> fly under the radar. That's your skill. Yeah. I I mean we we did turn up to the the deer grazing spot or sleeping spot, whatever it was. We were like an hour early, sort of. We Maybe were like pretty early. Um <laughs> so Thankfully, we did, we knew each other, so we didn't have to awkwardly introduce ourselves at this random deer spot. Um, no, so we no, could no, just we like quite we could just nice chill. Like yeah, we yeah, should have chat. Nice. Um, sort of got the binoculars out, had a little scan. Sometimes um, it's actually quite peaceful, wasn't it? Um, yeah, other than when some animal would be like, "Wah!" and then <laughs> we both just shit ourselves. <laughs> you know what they don't tell you about hunter is that it's uh, it, it's all good and quite relaxing until there's like a turkey that sounds like uh, a wendigo in the forest and you can't you for all you know it may as well be a wendigo um, and it just screams at you relentlessly then it's a horror game and they don't tell you that then no one no one mentions that part of hunter that is something about hunter actually it's taught us that animals sound absolutely like <laughs> batshit like they are you would never expect a moose to sound quite as terrifying as mm. it, it does in presumably real life. These must be sounds from real life they've just stuck in the game because um, they sound all sound very unhinged animals, I've decided. 
Um, I like to think it's not actual animal sounds, and it's just the developers locked in a room uh, making weird noises, you know? Just, like, going stir-crazy and just just like do what they think a moose sounds like that would be more funny (laughs) (laughs) just channeling like sort of energy of an animal and just blurting out a noise like (laughs) (laughs) they're all just a sound booth like what does a moose do what does what does a moose do and then they're all just like playing moose for like an hour until like we've captured it this is the one you know what i mean like they, they capture the sound at some point in their moose session yeah, like, oh, that really yeah. sounds like the, the letters M O O S and E in verbal form. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, we had like a big chat. Um, uh, but th- th- it was really exciting actually because I think it was like not long after 12 that we saw some deer like wander through. Um, but it was also weird that like we were so punctual to the grazing spot or the resting spot but we didn't actually know for sure if they would use it um like or if we were positioned correctly like most games are so kind of um well that like markers markers indicate where people or places they're gonna they're gonna turn up there like no matter what you can just follow an objective marker and you know for a fact that you're gonna complete that quest or something but Hunter doesn't do that. It's just like, right, this is the vague area in which these deer might appear. Like, just just hold on, and they might arrive. Um, and we did find them in the end. They were just they did eventually chill there. Um, yeah, and it was the best time. Right into the the single ray of light shining through the trees, and just hunkered down for a nap. And it ah, oh, it was it was like. It felt like we were actually sort of proper hunters then. Not that we weren't before, but like we'd made yeah, use of the spot. You know? Just to be clear, we're pro hunters. Uh, this is, I don't know what RPS is. I hunt. This is me. This is my job. Uh, just to be clear. <laughs> not, we didn't, we've not come into this not knowing how to do it. I'm a hunter. Okay. No one can dispute that now. I mean, we That's even like looked at the codex. We looked up the animal and what a- ammunition we'd need, um, their behaviors, uh, all of that stuff as well, without even thinking. We were just doing it. Um, These are the exact things I do when I'm out in the field for real life. I whip out my codex and look at uh, how animals behave. And I, I study each one on the fly out on the field. It's the best way to do it, I think what like squirrels uh yeah you're just like what does a squirrel do and then you read your codex for an hour and then you're ready but don't prepare before because that's a waste of time you get out <laughs> on the field and then you're like okay i can hear a squirrel next to me right now uh i'm gonna plan for an hour and then get it that's that's the best are you admitting that you like wander around town with a crossbow are you like <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be wild if i did with that, I think that would be wild. That would be wild <laughs> and like incredibly illegal. You don't know. I mean, I was just saying this, right? Like, uh, it, this is inherently quite an antisocial job. Um, uh, you know, me and Ed have seen each other in person one time, maybe twice. No, one time. Well, I think it's once. It's been one time. The second time we were meant to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one one singular time. Ed doesn't know what I do in my free time. I tell him I play Magic the Gathering, but but I, maybe I don't. Who knows? Maybe I don't. Maybe you. Maybe you're just a stone cold killer. There was there was a brief moment of silence there where I could hear you question everything. (laughs) It's like (laughs) if I just be podcasting with like a murderer, essentially. Um. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, we. I think we also kind of identified, like a murderer would, where deer hearts. Are located so as the deer were sleeping we <laughs> aimed for the deer heart like we we didn't aim for the head anymore like we would have done that <laughs> this is the weirdest conversation i think i've ever had uh, like <laughs> oh, like a murderer would we identified where the deer's heart would be <laughs> just classic murderer vibes <laughs> i mean <sighs> we, look, we are murderers in that in that realm of uh, we are, I guess. Leighton we Lake are. District, whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. 
we here we are, I suppose. It's quite I, I do think about this sometimes. Like I'm I think I think I'm opposed to hunting in general, so it is a very odd game to be enjoying. Yeah, it that's just, it. You know, like I don't know how I feel about hunting really, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel great about it, I'll be honest. But in in, in the game, uh I'm having a decent time. Um but to be clear, I don't walk around town with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it proved uh, like fruitful to fair. That whole session was really good for us. Like we, I can't. We were running. We were essentially just running around and and stumbling into animals and just landing shots. Like whereas, but but I don't know like how that differed from our previous sessions. Maybe we were just moving with more confidence. Because um, I swear before, like we would just scare away loads of animals. We wouldn't really know like where to find them whereas i don't know maybe we're just following trails a lot more confidently and you went to stop and start and not scare animals and um yeah i mean there was one point where i just saw a moose in the distance and then <laughs> and then shot at it and to be fair it then got caught on like some some tree so i just shot at it like another three times but i would take that as a kill like i'd take that as a calculated not a kill. clean kill hunter ranks your kills right by like bronze silver gold medals i don't even think you got a bronze for that kill. yeah it was just like this, <laughs> this unranked this. slaughter but it, it, it was points it was fine, you know. Yeah, it was like it was all the wrong, all the wrong. Like the the ammunition was wrong. I think like I I killed it in over two shots, which is a bad thing. Uh, I don't think I really hit anything of of importance. I just took some wild shots at this poor moose that kind of glitched into a tree. Um, you have to assume statistically, even four wild shots, you would hit something vital, right? I mean. Yeah, maybe I, I did. The, yeah, I was going to say surely, right? Because otherwise, I have the wrong hunting partner. Like four wild pot shots, and you don't hit anything. <laughs> you got to hit something. That's a lot of shots. I think that was the moose that, like, when you when you shoot something, it will say you'll look at like a blood splat on the floor, and it will say vital organ hit. But like this this one, I think it did, but then it didn't leave further blood splats that were like big or you just left little ones so we didn't really tell if it was you know staggering back to safety or if it was on its last legs i suppose um which is a very morbid thing to say but hey it's hunter so mm. what can you expect um you expect? yeah as a murderer would we're just identifying where deer hearts are come on that's, and that's we did take thing. down like that's a, probably another, i would say it's another goal down like we we did take down. that's a big animal a moose fucking massive that thing is huge <laughs> Uh yeah, moose moose are meese? Moose? Moose? Me- meese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's the plural of moose? That's that's oh the my gosh. Yeah. If it is meese, uh, I just that's rewritten like my entire life. Like I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah, we'll go with meese. We'll go with meese. But like <laughs> meese are large. They are big boys. So like uh, uh, you know, take your one down alone. That's meese. a big that's a big win. That's a big win for us. I, you know, I think one of our like our goals was to kill something big. Like, uh, you know, maybe meese isn't uh, you know, aren't as big as it gets in in the world of Hunter. You know, there are probably diamond ranked cougars. I think I spent about two hours chasing a diamond ranked cougar <laughs> in one of our earlier games. I, do you know that white cougar I chased or whatever yeah. like across the entire map? That was a waste of time. I didn't get it. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah, a moose is pretty big. Yeah, it's weird, it's isn't it? Weird. And, and we there's also just like a, a a mad moment where we were both running together, and I, I blinked for a second and just died. Like I, I my my character just got like blasted to the side. Um, then you can like look at your like log to the to the bottom left of your screen, or sort of tell you what's what's happening, what's happened. And it just said that I'd literally been like knocked over by a deer and just killed instantly. Uh, yeah, was, <laughs> uh, I saw it happening in real time because I don't know what you were doing. I don't know if like you had just pulled pulled away for a second or got on your phone or something. But I heard like the scuffle. You know, I heard like the 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 hooves. Or do they have do, the deer have hooves? <laughs> uh, yeah, just, yeah, this is know, like hooves. I, I heard the deer trotters, um, and and I like you know I I was like weird. This there is an animal right here. We're about to, and then as I turned around to like 
you know, in the game, be like, Ed, look at this. Uh, he was on the floor, uh, completely maimed by the <laughs> <laughs> And then it just, you know, blasted, uh, just charged through him and, and blasted away. Um, it was it was wild to watch in real time, I've got to say. Um, uh, yeah, that was... Well, That's pretty... maybe the best moment we've had. Yeah, it was. The best moment we will ever have in Hunter. It was gold. It's so weird, because, like, before, like... I've read online, like just in general, it makes sense that if you're sort of sprinting around in Hunter, you're obviously making quite a lot of noise and therefore deer are very skittish animals and will avoid you. But for whatever reason, that day, that deer was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to avenge like the fallen or whatever and just clattered into me. Um, so fair play to that deer, I guess. Um we have, yeah, in the same way that uh, a moose was a big win for us, I bet knocking you down was a huge win for that deer. You know, a goal ticked off his list. I bet when he pods to the moose and the and the deer, he'll go <laughs> tell them about <laughs> yanking. He, he got Edders. He ganked him in the middle of the field and then darted away and survived. I didn't even take a shot because I was so thrown off by it. I was, I was so surprised. I just stood there and kind of watched. I just froze, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Hunter is, it is... I think we're getting there now with it, for sure. It's one of those games where I think we, we're we not sort of totally overwhelmed by it anymore when we start. We sort of know roughly what we're doing, but yeah, there's, built, there's like these building sections like... Um, little camps I think you can build that cost money. I hold the whole progression side of it feels like a real long, long slog. Um, and maybe we're missing something there uh, just to sort of level up and get skills and, and money and stuff like that seems quite hard, but maybe yeah, that's... Yeah, this does seem hmm. like the kind of game you would put thousands of hours into uh, and not just like 10. Yes, you know, like yeah. it does seem like, I and mean, we've probably played between five and ten hours now um, overall, and I I think I've leveled up one time. Yeah, so I got the same. Maybe twice, maybe twice, uh, but it feels slow. Um, you know, I feel like to, to max it out, you, I think I'd literally have to play for like, you know, five years um, at the rate at which I play games, which is quite slowly. Yeah, I feel like it'd take me forever. So uh, it's a weird one. I guess not too dissimilar to Dark and Darker in the sense that it doesn't really tell you. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't. I don't know. I think part of the fun of the game, I suppose, is in like. Uh, I don't know. It feels like it's hunting through menus to find the right information you know what i mean it's like going through a textbook and highlighting the key phrases almost you know like you're looking at a gear like a, a, a list of rifles and you look at the rifle and it's like it needs xyz ammo in the description but it's like you said last time on the pod like it isn't just all listed out in easy bullet point form like you kind of have to troll through like a paragraph of text sometimes to find uh, what it is exactly you need to, you know, the ammo you need for a certain weapon or, you know, how to kind of, uh, you know, learn the behaviours of a certain animal. It's, it's quite, it, you know, I mean, it, with the animals and the codex, it's a little different because it will tell you, like, oh, it's, it's skittish or whatever. But, like, you really do kind of have to embrace it uh, you know, with your whole energy, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not the kind of game that you would dip into for an hour uh, every couple of months, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you kind of do really have to get invested to see those gains, but see those gains, seeing seeing those gains we are, you know, I would say. I would say we're getting somewhere with it. Yeah, I, I think we're both enjoying it um, to the point where I don't know. We might follow through on a on a pod sort of idea where we <laughs> where we essentially broadcast live uh, from Hunter. We'll see if that could happen or not. Um, that could be quite an interesting one um, to really give everyone a sense of what it feels like to be part of a hunt. I suppose um, so you can kind of come along with us and and get scared shitless by the sound of like a turkey. <laughs> um, that's essentially what it is. Uh, yeah, forget Slenderman. Turkeys are the real. <laughs> yeah. They are horror icons. So 
yeah, I suppose goals goals wise for next time, like we'll we'll see. It'd be nice to just like get either get another big animal or level up or use like a, one of those building spots maybe. Uh that might be a bit too far in advance, but um yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Um with the old hunter. I think we're enjoying it though. Yeah, definitely feels like we're making good progress. I can't remember what the rest... I think I have them. Oh, I do have them. Uh, I suppose kill something big is is the next logical goal. Um, because obviously we killed a, a, a moose. We, 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 we've, we've progressed onto meese. Um, but, I, I, you know, we can go bigger. We can go bigger than that. Or we can get more confident in killing a moose because you absolutely decimated that one and got like a, a, a no medal. Um so you know we've we've I think we've got this rest and drinking spot thing down like we can use those now more consistently. I think the next logical thing is to maybe um really hone in on like a bigger creature, which I guess means we first need to earn more money to get the right ammo. It's a real it's a long haul job is hunter uh but there there is something quite satisfying in that, yeah, I think we can just like keep hunter in in the background, maybe maybe even yeah. Like we were saying, report report live from it over time whilst covering other things. Um, we're thinking of doing sort of like boomer shooter stuff, weren't we? Um, like Dusk and Co. Uh, that'd be quite interesting, making that our sort of theme for the next couple of weeks, maybe. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that sort of stuff. It'd be quite interesting, I think, um, for us, because we haven't really covered sort of boomer shooter. They're, they're pretty beloved ones like Dusk and things. So we'll see. We'll see yeah, where that especially takes for us. A, for a PC gaming site, it feels like a big blind spot that I'm uh, quite excited to correct, I suppose. Yeah, and I think like I, I've played a few. Um, they're all quite similar. So I'm sort of hoping that <laughs> that we're, I think we're going to start with Dusk, like whether that it seems so beloved. I'm sort of hoping that that is slightly different in some way or at least is the best version of like the boomer shooters that I've played. Um so we will report back with our findings on that front. Um, so yeah, I suppose we'll end it. We'll end it there with a very smooth ending, like we do. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll we'll catch you next time. Hang on, let me do my outro. Uh, um, what? Where is my outro? There it is. Um, Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at From Edward and Hayden is at Hayden underscore Hefford. If you want to chat with some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's at discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. We will catch you later. Bye.